It's the two megastars summer mashup. The awesome iPhone on the Rockstar Metro PCS Network. Get the iPhone you've always wanted for zero dollars so you can jam without limits. It's a hit. Get an iPhone SE on us when you switch. Metro PCS. Coverage not available in some areas, plus sales tax and $10 activation fee. Requires port of number not currently active on T-Mobile Network or on Metro PCS in past 90 days to an unlimited LTE plan. See store for details and terms and conditions. Blog Talk Radio. On tonight's episode of Confession Session. Why is there even a debate on whether Kylie Jenner is self-made or not? Obama is sick of these male leaders, and Wendy Williams opened up about how she used to love the cocoa. What's good, y'all? This is your host, Angel Rondrina. And I'm your host, John Othello, and you are listening to the one and the only Confession Session! You better go ahead and scream. <laughs> <laughs> What is going on with you today, Jen? How is your Sunday going? It's going. I mean, back to reality, back to work. Um, I'm excited for tonight because it's like the season finale of Pose. You know, we're about to get the show out the way, so I'm going to be able to sleep in, be ugly a little bit, you know. (laughs) But, you know, same old, same old, drinking a lot, and I need to stop. (laughs) (laughs) How about you? How was your weekend? How was your baby shower? First off. Oh, my goodness. So, so many people did not show. So, but, you know, it's all good. Um, It was a really wonderful baby shower. I cooked too much food. I bought too much stuff. But it was nice. It was nice. I enjoyed myself. And, um, yeah, we had a game that really had people thinking. So, that was really fun. And they, I don't know, they probably spent like 40 minutes, 30 or 40 minutes, like, trying to figure out this rhyme, this puzzle. It was so funny. Everybody was just like uh, thinking that they got it right and they kept getting it wrong. So the other team and stuff, they were trying to like switch and all back and forth. It was fun. Um, and yesterday I spent pretty much from what, one? No, 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 from like three up until 11 o'clock cooking. And I still had to do my schoolwork. So I didn't even get to bed till like one thirty in the morning. And so then I woke up at, like, 8 o'clock in the morning because I had to still do my hair and everything by the time I got to the baby shower and um, putting everything together. My hair became, like, this big-ass afro, so I was irritated. But I was just like, you know what? I don't even care. And so everything was pretty good, though. I had a really good time. I enjoyed myself. Um, But, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Oh, I also almost fell and bust my ass. Yesterday, which is really, oh my goodness. So, yesterday, you know, like, okay, so I haven't, um, when you, when you, okay, so I haven't really cooked in my kitchen like that. And so I haven't really been like cleaning up my kitchen. Like, you know, don't judge me, y'all. So, um, I finally yesterday, I'm like, okay, I need to clean this kitchen up. I'm not gonna, you know, cook for a bunch of people and no kitchen where I got, dishes in the sink or you know my table's not cleaned off my microwave is not cleaned up so I'm like cleaning everything fiercely and right before I like almost finished cleaning up I had I was wiping the soap and everything off the table and I just boom 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 just fell almost I mean not fell but I'm almost bust my shit open it was horrible and my legs hurt so bad they just hurt so bad like I had the worst time sleeping 
and I'm like limping, and I'm just in so much pain. It's horrible. So yeah, and my husband was pissed off. Sit down, go sit down. What are you doing? Like I'm trying to cook. I'm trying to cook. So <laughs> I'm trying to. Oh, did you get? My, did you get my gift? Um, uh, did you send something from Amazon? Yeah. Did you send something with a letter that says "My love" to my love? Yeah. Yes. Oh, oh my God! We thought that was like our auntie or somebody. Thank you. <laughs> yes. I'm like, why? I'm like, who sent this? Nobody like left the name or anything. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I didn't. I'm like, who sent this? No. Well, why nobody put their name? No, on? I wanted to be dramatic as fuck. That's why I was like, hey, my love. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, who in the hell? Um, Sam was like, that sounds like something that an old person would say. I said, maybe it was my Aunt Tracy. <laughs> I'm like, maybe it was my Aunt Tracy that sent it. He was like, maybe it was my cousin Keisha. I'm like, hmm. I was like, I know it's not Jen because I don't think Jen talks like that. Like, that is, that, that is so funny. <laughs> yeah, we thought, oh, that was, the, yeah, that is, a, he was like, damn, that is a nice gift. He was like, that's something that, you know, we looked at and we really wanted. So I'm super excited. Thank you so much, John. Oh, you are just the sweetest person ever. Yes, I got it, and it is absolutely amazing. It's upstairs in the kids' room right now. So yeah. that's super dope. Thank you. You are so sweet. Of course. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, my love. Straight thinking this uh, 57-year-old auntie, auntie Tracy. <laughs> Oh, like, you know, it's a big no homage to the, to the great Monique. That's what I was going for. I was just like, that's and why you, I said I love us for real. You were extra dramatic, like these twins y'all about to bring into this world. Like, yeah, this is this is definitely grown, grown, grown person, grown woman talk, grown auntie talk. <laughs> I swear, like my grown auntie. I'm like, okay, yeah, it's Aunt Tracy. She sent this, <laughs> and I want to text you and ask you either, like, Jenny, she sent it. All right, you guys, but that's pretty much um, it. our show for today. No, I'm just kidding. Make sure you guys right. check us out on Instagram, <laughs> Instagram, YouTube, SoundCloud, and, of course, it's Blog Talk from – this podcast from Blog Talk. Send us those confessions at confessions, the number two us at gmail.com. And don't forget to like, comment, rate, and subscribe. Let us know what topics you like for this. Let us know what topics you like for us to discuss. Jen, would you like to go ahead and hit them with that confession session question after the sparkle? Of course. Confession question. Confession question. (laughs) At what point do you think you should step in a domestic dispute with spouses? Again, at what point do you think you should step into a domestic dispute with spouses? And let's get into some confessionals, Miss Angel Vandrina. All right, y'all. Now, usually I let you start and Say your confessional, but unfortunately, we do have some breaking news. So, um, I don't know if you heard, but according to TMZ, Takashi Six Nine was kidnapped, pistol whipped, and robbed, and is now in the hospital. Sources close to Takashi tell them the rapper was working on a music video in Brooklyn early Sunday morning at around 4 a.m. He rapped for the night and drove home. 
Um, they were told he got there. Another car pulled up and blocked his driveway. Sources also say that's when three hooded gunmen got out of the other car, grabbed Takashi, and pistol whipped him, knocking him unconscious. What? Um, they were told uh, Takashi knew he was in the back seat of the car as the gunmen were driving around telling him if they didn't get what they wanted from him, jewelry and money, they were going to kill him. Um, sources wow. say a short time later, the gunmen, uh, the gunmen pulled up to Takashi's home, and two of them made their way inside as the third guard is 69 inside the vehicle. Uh, we're told the gunmen took 750000 in jewelry and between 15000 and twenty in cash. While all this was happening, Takashi's baby mama and daughter were inside the house, but not her. Uh, that wasn't the end. Uh, they were also told the gunman then drove away with Takashi still in the back seat. At some point, right. uh, six nine was able to open the back door and jump out. One of the gunmen began chasing him, but he got scared, and retreated because he was afraid he'd be ID. Uh, sources also said Takashi jumped in the passenger seat of a stranger's vehicle and pleaded for help. The stranger called nine one one and then asked six nine to get out of the car at an intersection. Um, and that wasn't the end of it. Uh, they were told wow. the government then drove away with Takashi still in the back. Oh, am I reading the same shit, child? Yeah. Never mind. Yeah, child. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all know I, I love to fuck some shit up. Okay. And um, the ambulance came, and Takashi was taken to the hospital where he remains. Uh, doctors are performing various tests, including a CT scan. Uh, there was also an update, and this was at 930 this morning. Uh, Takashi told a different story to the cops. Uh, law enforcement tells um, TMZ, they ended up interviewing 69, and he said the following. At around 425 a.m. Sunday, he was a passenger in a Chevy Tahoe at a Brooklyn intersection sitting at a red light when a car bumped them from behind. He told, he was told, um, I'm sorry, he told cops two men with guns jumped out, stole the driver's iPhone, and then grabbed Takashi and dragged him into their car and sped away. A law enforcement says they drove Takashi's home, um, drove to Takashi's home, and he called someone inside, presumably presumably his baby mama, and asked her to come down with his jewelry, which she did. Um, the sources also said Takashi then told cops he managed to escape and reported the incident to cops, but then became uncooperative. He checked himself into the hospital, and sources also say they have no idea how Takashi was injured. Um, the two stories okay. are obviously different. As for why Takashi has bragged that people don't mess with him, the version he told his cops make uh, him look harder than the version he told. The version he told his people makes him look harder than the version he told cops. And yeah, so what do you think? Did you you didn't hear about this today? Uh, when did I have time to hear about it? When I was cooking the food? When I was doing my hair? When I was at the baby shower? Like no, <laughs> no, I did not hear about it. I think that's absolutely insane. And it's like, motherfucker, why is you lying? I can't stand that. Like, oh, I need to look tough for this person. Like, okay, something happened to you. But you sitting up there, you, you, we know how you rap. I have one of your songs on my fucking CD. You know, you tell people where you at. You talk all this hard shit. And you know people, they're going to be coming to look after you and try and get your ass. So why is you talking like that? And then on top of that, you are by yourself. So obviously... People, they're going to, you know, sit up there and they're going to try and see if, you know, how hard you really is. And then on top of that, you telling one person one thing and another person another thing. Like, how can cops really take you serious? You know what I'm saying? Like, so do you think he was? Why? Do you think he was robbed at all or held hostage, or do you think this is all a facade? Because he did come out with, he, a song he today with Nicki Minaj. 
what? Wow. I think if he has injuries on him, it's a possibility that he did get beat. You know, and then on top of that, he checked himself into a hospital. So, obviously, something happened. I think that it's a possibility that he could have, you know, they could have robbed him, whatever like that. Um, but I just don't know. I just think that overall is bizarre. I think the first story sounds more credible than the second story. Like, you know, him running into the passenger, uh, the seat, get, you know, running into the car saying, help me. It's not that another, you know what I'm saying? So that sounds to me like that's more believable. It's more, um, I don't know, it's, it, it just got more detail into the story. Whereas the other one, it just seems like he just made some shit up, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I definitely feel like that he was robbed, but to the extent, like, I I don't know. But at the same time, I don't know why you would put on airs. Or maybe, I mean, maybe he does feel like, you know, at the same time, he was scared. So at first he called the cops, but then it's like, you know, the whole street code. So he didn't, you know, after the fact when he came to and realized he was like in a, a space where he could feel safe and be safe, you know, he was just like, damn, I called the police, let me make up some shit, you know, so I look like a snitch out here. Um, But the difference is you snitching if you're riding on people while you're fucking up, but you're not snitching if you're telling somebody robbed you. You know what I'm saying? Like, people got the game. You want your jewelry back? Right, okay. Especially if it's close to a million dollars, like you say, which I have a hard time believing. But, um... I mean, we'll see when, you know, that insurance clears, because hopefully if you have that (laughs) amount of money in jewelry laying around, you've got that bitch insured. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it's just crazy. Like, and I'm not going to lie and not say I didn't see this coming, especially, you know, with um, XXX Tentacion, like his recent death, which we're going to talk about later on the show. Um, Everyone was saying they thought it would have been, you know, Takashi first, you know, with all the drama that he brings in his life. So, I mean, I hope that this is a wake up call for him, you know, and that he needs to relax and move a little bit differently. And I was Mm -hmm. thinking about that. You know, a lot of times like these social media influencers and these people who this, this new generation of people that are famous, but it's not the typical way, you know, who don't necessarily have security around them and a bunch of people around them all the time. But but they're very much famous. You know, they're on the same level as an A-list person. You know, like, millions and millions and millions of people know them. It's just like, how do they move? How do you make sure you're not putting yourself in harm's way? How do you, like, maintain a normal life with that level of fame but not having the level of money that, you know, as the next person, you know, that as that is as famous as you are? So, um, I don't and know. And not even that. I just feel like the fact that, like, you want to say that you don't, you, you would lie about what actually happened. If they really came in your house to show woman and your child, you know, that should be your first priority to keep them protected, not to worry about your street cred or anything like that. So that's mind blowing as well to me. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure we're going to find out more because this just happened today, like literally this morning. So, um, yeah, I'm sure the story's going to unfold. I'm sure there's going to be a camera somewhere. Like, this generation, child, <laughs> everybody want to film everything. So, yeah. I mean, this is only the beginning, and we're going to continue to talk about it. But, Takashi, relax, okay? Right. Exactly. Exactly. All right, y'all. With that being said, we're going to move on to the next topic. 
Okay, guys, so according to the shave room, President Obama says he's ready for more female leaders because men have been getting on his nerves recently. President Obama says that the fellas have been getting on his nerves lately. He didn't hold back during a town hall meeting in South Africa where he said it's time for more women to get involved in social movements and government. Men have been getting on my nerves recently, according to CNN. Every day I read the newspaper and just think, like, brothers, what are you guys doing? Or what's wrong with you guys? What's wrong with us? We're violent. We're bullying. Just not handling our business. Obama went on to say that he's ready to see more female leaders or more ladies take charge. I think empowering more women is going to lead to some better policies, he added. The speech took place in Jonesburg in front of about 200 students at an African Leadership Academy. Do you agree with President Obama, Jen? I do agree as far as, you know, I mean, he, I think he definitely needs to attach a race to it, you know, hey, not yeah. only men, but, but white men, you know, you need to, you know, put more well, women. Well, he said brothers. He said brothers, what are we doing? Or brothers, what's wrong with you guys? What's wrong with us? So I feel like he kind of did attach, you know, so you, uh, he, a race what do you what do you mean he's black? So how, how did he attach himself to him by saying brothers? Um, if you talk if, – if I was talking about a different race, you know what I'm saying, I would be like, what's wrong with different people or something like that? He, but he's sitting in front of a a, a, a a class full of individuals, and he's saying, brothers, what's wrong with you guys, you know? And then he also well, I said, think what's he wrong with Well, I think he was saying, like, men trying to relate. I don't think he was trying to – because he didn't say brother, you know what I'm saying? Oh, I don't okay. know. Maybe we're thinking too <laughs> deep. <laughs> Maybe we're thinking too deep about it, but um, – yeah. I just feel like in the current climate, uh, as far as like politics and, you know, current events, men, especially white men, aren't like in the best of light. Yeah, especially Trump. Um, So, yeah, I would love to see more women, you know, but at the same time. I want women that are thinking for themselves and, you know, not following behind, you know, the Trump supporters. Um, I'm not going to say white women. You know, even though that's what we all thinking, honey, because there are a lot of woke white women out here. You know what I'm saying? I, I got a lot of them, uh, you know, as friends that I fuck with um, the long way. But I, I, I'm not I, I, I'm not trying to just put a more feminine face on top of hate, you know. Um, yeah. But but I agree. I definitely feel like we do need more women leaders, though, definitely. Um, women are more sound, like especially if you put a black woman, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> in these high positions, honey. They make the the most critical decisions, honey, and they ain't feeling sorry for <laughs> nobody. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I, I agree. What What did you take from it, though? Absolutely, I I definitely feel like more women they should be in leadership roles. I feel like they can come up with some better policies. There are things that men, they just don't care about that women we see and we are like, oh, you know, why don't they do this or why don't they do this? They're not trying to hear that bullshit. They're like, I'm not trying to hear this because, you know, you're a woman. But if women, they come out and they're able to speak up and, you know, not be scared and say what they have to say and make these policies and take charge, absolutely, there can be some really great things that come from that. Even in, I believe, Georgia, isn't every woman like, 
inside that, uh, in, in like, I don't know, inside leadership roles there. And uh, the woman is, all the women are black. I think I had seen an article about that maybe about a month ago. But I was just like, wow. I, that that is, I mean, yeah, you should definitely look into that because that's lit if that is yeah, the case. It, it, yeah, I was, it was like every every woman of power that, you know, can, you know, the mayor, there's nothing other, there's nothing, everybody is African-American. I was like, God damn. So I was like, you know, that is pretty deep, you know what I'm saying? But absolutely, I agree. Women, they should be, and, and they should be in more power, empowering positions because I just feel like, you know, seeing for many years and decades what men have done, and uh, I'm, I'm ready to start seeing some changes. So I definitely so, and, agree with I, and I have, and I, know, I don't want to sound ignorant, but this is something that I've discussed with my family before. And do you think, like, are black women the new white, or are they trying to make black women the new white? Mm-hmm. Like, if, like, I know it's not, like, let me explain. So <laughs> whenever I see corporate groups or I see any kind of, like, leader as far as, like, top tier, upper level CEOs, you know, um, power positions, it is always black women. I never see black men if there is a minority. You know what I'm saying? And, and sometimes I, I think, like, are there not black men that are, are as qualified, you know, to get those positions too? Or do you think this is something that is, like, done on purpose to, like, sort of divide the black household? You know, I, no, I, I guess it's just like no. a little conspiracy in me. But I, I just have a hard time believing, like, I mean, I don't know. If, if you go into like women go these spaces it, where you know? it's just, like, as far as, you know, in um, hospitals or, um, you know, tech or these different corporate environments, law, form, law firms, whenever you see someone like a partner or a doctor, it's like you rarely see, if it's a black person, you rarely see a black man. Like, I always see a black woman. You know, so I'm just thinking, like, like why is that? You know what I'm saying? Like, well, even though I am definitely proud to see that. <laughs> you said what? Um, I said they're definitely not the new whites. Um, I feel like women, they just, they know what they want. They know what they, their, they, their ambitions are, and they just go for it, you know. Sometimes men, they see what all, what all they have to do or certifications that they have to get or, um, you know, more required education. They're like, fuck that, you know. I just a little bit harder, and eventually in a couple more years, I get that. Whereas a woman is like, okay, you got to get out $20,000 more loans, but eventually – thinking ahead of time, I'll be able to pay that off in just two years while the man is thinking in two years, I'll be able to do that, but she's already making the money. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just feel like women, they just go for what they want. They know what's going on. They just, you know, straight and narrow. And then they always think in the future, whereas a lot of men, they're just like, eh, you know, I got this bachelor's degree. I think I'm good. I'm just going, you know what I'm saying, make this money and keep it moving. But there are also a lot of men who do go for it as well. Look at Obama. You know what I'm saying? So, we can't just be like, oh, you know, why is this and that? I don't really know. Hell, I just know that, like, with me personally. I, I mean, what I'm saying is I don't know, like, the, the statistical facts. But, I mean, like, black women are the highest educated. You know, and, and it definitely is. I'm proud of my sisters. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, every time I do see a black woman in a power position, like, it, like me as a black man can't do nothing but support and, and want to uplift. But, I, like, I have thought about it recently. It's just like, why is there no black men in power positions? But at the same time, it's like, I don't want more of the ignorant shit. It's just more so, you know, um, 
just a black face on top of it, you know, like, because black mm-hmm. men, I, I, you know, I want them to get in positions and still discriminate against gays and still discriminate against women, you know, and I feel like a lot of times, like, black women especially are more empathetic, you know, and they are more understanding at the same time, you know, they take shit seriously. So, um, yeah. I don't know, it's just something like I, I, I have thought about, um, but yeah. Well, that's interesting. If you guys have any comments on that, let us know. Send us information to us at confession the number two us at gmail dot com. We're gonna go ahead and move on to the next topic, y'all. All right, y'all. Next topic, and this is according to the root. Every so often, someone says exactly what we're thinking about a certain issue, saving us the trouble. Uh, that person was comedian, actress, and 2000, 2017 Route 100 honoree Francesca Ramsey, who can now add mind reader to her lengthy resume. Since she uh, succinctly summed up out, um, our thoughts on Forbes magazine's uh, calling Kylie Jenner self-made, soon-to-be billionaire on its cover, um, while the 20-year-old who, according to the cover story, is currently worth approximately $900 million, is indeed en route to become a billionaire any second now. Forbes made some major missteps in explaining to the world exactly how Jenner earned those piles of money. For example, this paragraph, um, what her half-sister Kim Kardashian West did for booty, Jenner has done for full lips. Like Kardashian West, she has leveraged her assets to gain both fame and money. But while her sister is uh, best known for the former, Jenner has proved adept at the latter in historic fashion. Her assets, uh, you mean her admittedly cosmetically filled lips, which Jenner, who literally grew up getting residual checks from a hit television show, initially wouldn't admit to, but recently claimed to have gotten rid of. Um, but um, we digress. And moving on, Forbes also says <laughs> Jenner runs one of the hottest makeup companies ever. Kylie Cosmetics launched two years ago with a $29 lip kit consisting of a matching set of lipstick and lip liner and has sold more than $630 million worth of makeup since. Forbes values her company, which has since added cosmetics like eyeshadow and concealer at nearly $800 million. Uh, and Jenner owns 100% of it. Forbes uh, rightfully notes that the manufacturing and packaging of Jenner's cosmetics are outsourced to private label producer C-Beauty. What they failed to mention is that C-Beauty is the company behind much cheaper caught favorite brands, uh, ColourPop, which should explain the similarities between products. I'll buy it at very different price points. Um, Here's where they got it right. Basically, all Jenner does to make all that money is leverage her social media following. Almost hourly, she takes to Instagram and Snapchat pouting for selfies with captions about which Kylie cosmetic shade she's wearing, takes videos of forthcoming products, and announces new launches. It sounds inane until you realize that she has over 110 million followers on Instagram and millions more on Snapchat. It's not that much different from the early days of Donald Trump's uh, presidential campaign, when his strategy basically consisted of calling in two television shows, tweeting provocatively, and holding an occasional rally. Products of reality television, both Trump and Jenner understood how fame can be leveraged, that they are as much brands as people, and that fame is just another word of free marketing. While this has always been somewhat true, it's the very nature of a celebrity endorsement. Social media has weaponized fame to the point that a real estate mogul can be president, and a 20-year-old from a family uh, famous for being famous can approach billionaire status by monetizing that to the extreme. But as our homegirl Ramsey 
subsequently pointed out in a series of blistering tweets, what we're not going to do is ignore the fact that Jenner had a major leg up to begin with. Uh, being the product of not one, but two wealthy families and well-known ones um, to boot. Um, and this start, what, where it started from is uh, Moria Forbes tweeted, how at Kylie Jenner built a $900 million fortune in less than three years at age 20. She's on track to become the youngest self-made billionaire in history, ahead of Mark Zuckerberg. Um, hashtag self-made women. And Francesca tweeted, um, being born into extreme wealth and instant fame is exact opposite of self-made. Um, starting on third base makes it really easy to get a home run. Acknowledging that doesn't take away that person's success or wealth. I'll never understand why people on this app put on capes for folks who don't give a fuck about them. But go off, I guess. I apologize for saying Kylie Jenner was born into wealth and fame. I totally ignore that she invested her own $250,000 from modeling jobs she earned after using her reality TV checks to get plastic surgery, to get modeling <laughs> jobs, and brand endorsements to start her company. Hashtag self-made woman. The lesson here is that if your parents have the connections to shop a reality show that launches when you're 10 years old, so you're famous from childhood and have very famous siblings, maybe you too can pull yourself up from your bootstraps and start a company valued at billions. Hashtag goals. It was wrong of me to come for a young woman who sacrificed so much to chase her dreams of repackaged <laughs> color pop lip gloss and put full lips on the map. As a black woman, stating facts is really aggressive and threatening to the status quo. I should know better. Please respect my privacy as I take a break from social media to think about my tweets um, and how they have negatively affected a self-made billionaire. And these are the self-made is in quotes, uh, who's never heard of me. The stands for opening my eyes, the perspective you have given me worth a thousand Kylie lip kits. Hashtag ass. She yeah. is extremely sardonic, and I love it. Um, what does that mean? Because we all know sarcastic, the same thing. Um, it, it's interesting because we all know that like, this is a stupid fucking debate. We know that Kylie Jenner is not self-made, and and every aspect of what everybody probably is thinking is exactly what Jen read. So that being said, there's not much for me to say. She's not self-made. You were born into wealth. Your parents, they had money. Hell, if anybody they had, you know what I'm saying, parents that had a ton of money and they can invest in this and, 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 and that or get them money to do whatever and fix themselves up, hell yeah, you'd be self-made too. It's very, very simple. You may lose out if you don't invest correctly, but motherfucker, she she got, she she was set from the beginning. So it's like, why is people playing games? And then for people even get upset that, you know, she's speaking that real, just shows you how ignorant they are. Like, Bitch, you broke as a motherfucker. Mad because somebody else is rich. Like, knowing damn well she ain't self-made. So, yeah. But, yeah. What is your thoughts, Jen? Um, The whole thing about the debate, I don't think... I mean, I know everyone knows that she's not self-made. But the fact that, like, Forbes is completely, like, right. kissing this girl's ass right now. You know, playing it up because they want to be friends with the Kardashians and the Jenners mm-hmm. in the West. You know what I'm saying? Is it, It's not a good look for... You know, those up and coming women who have started from the bottom, who parents right. are from low income housing and, you know, have become educated and invested, you know, the 250000 that they saved over 10 years. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, so I, I think it's, it's, it, it isn't fair. 
them to put that label on her. But at the same time, I, I think that it should be noted that the fact that she was able from millions and being that her parents were uh, millionaires was able to, you know what I'm saying? Get 900 million. That's lit. Cause like you said, you can, you can blow that. She could have been one of those kids that was just out here doing Coke, spending her parents' money. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but the fact that she wanted to amass more, I think is dope. And it should be pointed out at the same time, the bitch is not self-made. You know, right. At the end of the game. game. You know, if, if we all, you know, came into a level of a parent that was worth 10 million, you know, and they was able to slide us 1 million plus their connections, then I'm sure the majority of us would be lit, you know, so. Exactly. 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 But that's it. All right, y'all. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> All right, y'all. So there's another article from the Shade Room. Gabrielle Union is teaching her stepsons to value darker-skinned women after seeing they only like lighter-skinned women on the gram. Gab asked the boys to show her Instagram, show her Instagram accounts of girls that they were interested in, and says literally probably about ten girls I looked at had the same light skin, curly hair, tiny waist, boobs, and butt. It was the same girl over and over again. So I asked them to show me the most beautiful chocolate sister they've seen. They said, there are none. She said, adding, they don't see the beauty unless it comes from an actress or a supermodel or a video victim, she explained. They have to have somebody else tell them that a chocolate woman is attractive for them to believe it. I was like, why do you get X, why do we get X out so fast? Or why do they get X out so fast? What is happening in your brain that is causing you to look at these women through a prison that is distorting their actual selves? Gabby continued on to discuss the importance of having these conversations and breaking down the standards created by the beauty industry. What are your thoughts on this, Jen? Is Gabrielle Union teaching her sons right, her stepsons right, or should she just lead that to the daddy? No, I definitely think that um, what she's doing is is a good thing because you do want to teach um, your sons to appreciate the beauty, especially with them having a dark-skinned mother and right. a dark-skinned stepmother. And I'm sure the majority of the, the women in their life that are family members are dark-skinned um, to see the right. beauty in that and to appreciate <laughs> that, you know. And I, I just think that it, it is crazy that a lot of times black men, what they fantasize and what they fetishize is, Women that are complete opposites of who they are and where they come from. I don't. And who they mama I don't think look it's like. wrong. Right, right. And I don't think it's wrong for you know what I'm saying finding a, like a light skinned woman attractive. But when you are not light skinned and you feel like the only thing that is beautiful is someone that looks completely opposite from yourself, it it shows where you at. Like, what do you think of yourself? How how attractive do you yeah. think you are? So um, I, I think that it's cool that she's showing them to appreciate who they are. Um, and I, I think you need that in your family. A lot of times people that, I, I hear that so often, but me mm-hmm. coming from my family, I didn't grow up like that. I, I grew up the opposite. Dark skin was the most beautiful. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, lighter is cool. It's cute. You know what I'm saying? But being dark skin, you're rare. You know what I'm saying? It's not that many of us out here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. how what, what's, what's black people in America compared to everybody else? You know what I'm saying? So it's just like you have to appreciate that and, and find the beauty because it is. Come on. 
Chocolate Sisters is winning right now. Like, let's be for real. But what did you mm-hmm. take from the article? Absolutely. I think that what she was saying to her stepsons, especially after seeing that all the girls were just the same as, you know, women, like, boy, find me something else. Like, damn, this is the only, these are the only women that y'all like, you know, and then for them to say there are no beautiful black, dark-skinned women, that, she probably was thinking, like, yeah, I didn't, really? Like, not one at all out of all of these, you know what I'm saying? So I think it's definitely good. I think that you also had a point. Um, I all, I did not grow up thinking you know, well, what I was told, you know, to like this person or like that person. Actually, my mom, she wanted me to date Chinese people. You know, I was just like, okay, like what? You that know, is so um, random. <laughs> yeah, I'm so, I'm so serious. Like she was just like, oh, you need to date you somebody that's Chinese so we can get their Chinese food secret. Like just ignorant. I'm like, what are you talking about? No. Like you know. So she really for real. But I was more interested in light skin guys. As a younger, you know what I'm saying, child. But, you know, I eventually grew out of that, you know what I'm saying. It's like, whatever. And now it's just, it's it's like, whatever. You know, I don't, light skin, dark skin, I love them all. You know what I'm saying? So, it's, I just think that it's really good. Yeah, and I, I agree, because black is beautiful. Like, it's not just exactly. to say, like, you know what I'm saying, just because you only like dark skin, you shouldn't appreciate light skin just because you only like light skin. Like, it's just you should find the beauty in dark and, brothers out here, like, mm, mm, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. So, <laughs> you like, so, I'm one of them. So, I mean, oh, you're so sweet. But, I mean, I just think that you should just, you know, like be able to find the beauty in, in what is yourself and you going to find, yeah. you know what I'm saying, a Costa Rican Brazilian chick that you, if you didn't <laughs> have the money that you had, would ever, would, would, she would never give you the time of day. You know what I'm saying? It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Yep. Yep. So I think it's, also, once again, I think we both agree that we think it's good that she's, out there schooling these young boys, especially before they get older and they just get their hearts broken because the, them light-skinned girls ain't going to be fucking around with them too long. So we all know how they work. No, I'm just kidding. Let me stop. Let me stop. Right. Don't right. start. <laughs> Let me move on to the next topic, y'all. All right, and this is also according to the rule. On Wednesday, a Broward County, Florida grand jury indicted four men on charges of first-degree murder and armed robbery with a firearm in the death of 20-year-old Jesse Onfroy, better known by his stage name XXX Tentacion. Two of the suspects, Michael Boatwright and Dedrick Williams, both 22 years old, are currently in custody at the Broward County Jail. However, law enforcement is still trying to find Robert Allen and Trayvon Newsom, two suspects that have been indicted in the case but remain at large. Um, the Herald notes that Newsom is the only one of four suspects that does not have prior criminal convictions. According to Vibe, it was Boatwright and Newsom who are believed to have carried out the ambush against XXS. Tentacion, although Bo Rice believed to have actually fired the shots that killed the rapper. The indictment notes Williams is believed to have been the getaway driver. The men are believed to have uh, been targeting the $50,000 in a Louis Vuitton bag that they stole when they shot the rapper outside of a Brevo Motorsports in Deerfield Beach. Um, but yeah. Well, they need to catch them. They all need to go to jail. It doesn't matter who do or who don't have convictions. Go straight to jail. 
Like, you know, it makes no sense that they sitting out here and they, you know, aren't being caught. Take your ass to jail. You murdered somebody over some $50,000. Like, that's stupid. And, I mean, people, they kill people for less, you know. People, they've gotten killed for $20 before. But it's just, yeah. like, people, you, it, it just shows you how people just don't value things. And, and why was he carrying $50,000 anyways? Oh, because he was trying to buy that motorcycle, right? No, he was the bag that he had was worth fifty thousand. He didn't have fifty thousand oh dollars on him. Oh they killed him over a damn bag. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How's that? This is stupid. Let me steal this uh this bag. Like you broke ass niggas. Like no right, sense. like how are you gonna be able to pawn that? Like people aren't gonna know. <laughs> like how right. the fuck is that gonna happen? You can't put that on eBay. Like <laughs> that makes. <laughs> I don't no know. Sense. I mean, but the youth is wasted on the young at the end of the day. Like, these were four stupid-ass children that made a dumb decision. They took away someone's life who was not even able to peak. And you ultimately ruined yours as well. You know, eventually yeah. these two men that are on the run are going to be caught. You know, yeah. you can only get away for so long, and, and you're done. Like, you're just going to be in prison, sitting in prison for the rest <laughs> of your life. And was it worth it for, for a $50,000 bag that you couldn't even get rid of? Like, who are you going to sell that shit to? You can right. carry it around, but it's like you ain't going to have shit in it. Like, you know what I'm saying? What you going to do? Cut you can't take that to no pawn shop? You said what? I said, what they going to do? Cut pieces of the bags and share it amongst each other? Like, all four of them? Mm-hmm. That's stupid. Mm-hmm. That's stupid. And, which, and then what was going to happen... Once, if they did get away, like who was gonna be the person that actually got the bag? It's it's plenty of y'all. Was it you know the getaway driver? Was it the person who shot him? You know what was gonna be the me? I shot him, so I should get the bag. Now all these right. dumb motherfuckers is arguing. You know, like this is like that's some dumb shit. That is really some dumb shit right there. Wow, I had no idea that um he was killed over a bag. So now I don't even want one. That don't make no sense. But, yeah, stupid people that just don't do, don't follow the leader when people are doing dumb shit, okay, y'all? There's always that devil that's telling y'all to do some dumb shit. Follow your first minds. You hear somebody say, hey, let's go rob this motherfucker. He got a bag. The first thing you should think is, motherfucker, what's in that bag? You know, is it empty? Like, and you know what I'm saying? You know, because if you dumb, you know, that's what you're going to think first. Like, is the bag empty? Like, oh, you know what I'm saying? But if you smart, you'd be like, why, why would I rob somebody, you know? Anyway, so moving on to the next topic, y'all. Jen has nothing else to say about this ignorant shit. I don't. <laughs> At all. <laughs> okay, guys. So according to time.com, Americans' drinking habit are killing more young people, studies suggest. Now, the liver, liver, disease deaths, liver disease deaths are growing more common in the U.S. and disproportionately affecting younger Americans, according to a recent study. Uh, researchers say that drinking is likely to blame for a growing number of adults aged 25 to 35. Um, and they're dying from a disease called uh, cirrhosis and it's scarring of the liver pretty much. So the researchers they use death logs in the CDC Wonder database between 1999 and 2016 to determine the mortality trends 
during those 17 years. And during that time period, more than 34,000 people died of that scarring of the liver disease. And that accounted for 65% increase over the study period. Now, rates of cellular carcinoma, I believe that's how you say it, um, which is the most common form of liver cancer, also doubled more than 11,000 people have died that disease as well. Although nearly every demographic saw increases in cirrhosis um, beginning in 2009, after a period of decline from 1999 to 2008, the trends were particularly sparked among certain demographics. So let's talk about that real quick. Younger Americans, for example, saw the largest increase in cirrhosis death rates, 10.5%, even though older groups, they still experience more deaths overall. Cirrhosis now accounts for 1.4% of deaths in people who are 24 to 35 age, and is largely driven by this population drinking and having according to the paper. Native Americans, white Americans, and Hispanic Americans have seen significant increases in liver disease death rates since 1999, the paper says. Geographically, cirrhosis is growing particularly common in Kentucky, New Mexico, Arkansas, India, and Alabama. Liver cancer deaths were also common among Asians and Pacific Islanders, but these groups were not the only ones to see the slight dip in the death rate, and this was during a study period. Now, also, it also mentioned that young men are particularly susceptible to if you're being unemployed or having some type of financial strain. And I agree with that. Um, but they didn't really say much about any other races regarding, you know, the deaths and what's going on with that. So, Jen, how do you feel about these death rates, especially among people that are, you know, right directly smack dab in our age range? I know it's it's scary, it's terrifying because I, I feel like I'm one of those I mean, definitely I'm not saying like sure. I, I don't feel like I would die of cirrhosis of the of the liver or anything, but um I drink a lot. Oh, is that you know, what cirrhosis? That's what you were saying, right? That is cirrhosis of the liver. Mhm. Yeah. My, my my father actually passed away from that, so Yeah. Um I I just never thought that you know what I'm saying it would affect like this amount of young people, you know, um, I, but I definitely am one of those young Americans that drink a lot. You know, I'm around the majority <laughs> of my friends drink to excess, you know, and I think it is, it is seen as a norm, you know, to, um, you know what I'm saying? Drink on a daily basis, you know, have wine, have beer, you know what I'm saying? Like, cause I, I want to say we talked, maybe I just saw it online that millennials, you know, are the biggest consumers of wine now. You know what I'm saying? So, um, I mean, it's sad, you know, and maybe this is a sign I need to wake up and relax on the, you know. Um, so do you drink every day, you say? I do. I do. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, but I don't be, like, fucked up and taking shots, but I definitely every day I am tipsy I mean, with wine and beer. But if you drink it, Yeah. Like no, that's what I'm saying. Like I, I, like I don't think like I am out here just stumbling and you know what I'm saying taking back bottles <laughs> of vodka. But you know what I'm saying I'm not gonna lie. I, I you know I drink a lot of wine. You know, um, and no, I don't think I don't think that's okay. 
So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's sad that you know so many young people, especially directly, like I said, in our age group, is dying from cirrhosis of the liver. Especially, you know, I mean, twenty-four to thirty. Hell, we still got several more years. You know, before we even hit that, and I'm and I'm thinking if you know these young people are drinking on a daily rate. You know, even if you're not getting drunk or anything like that, you know, you're still scarring your liver. You know what I'm saying? And these things are happening. But one thing that I would like them to be a little bit more particular about in this article is the type of drinks that are having these, uh, the, the individuals from this age range, you know, die from these, these liver diseases. Like, is it hard liquor? Is it just because, I mean, a lot of our parents, they don't drink hard liquor. Hell, a lot of them are alcoholics. A lot of them still drink all the goddamn time. And, you know, you don't see many of them passing away from, you know, cirrhosis of the liver or, you know, just any other type of liver disease. So it's, it, it makes me wonder, what is our generation doing different from what their generation had done in the past, you know? I mean, I feel, like we're, I feel like we're starting soon sooner and i feel like now it's like a societal norm to drink a lot you like you get what i'm saying like i feel like if i'm in a space and a person's like no i don't drink i'm like you know not judging them but i'm just like why are you like a rec- are you like a recovering alcoholic like you know what i'm saying like it's just like it's, are you, it's always no uh, you are not that's what I'm no, thinking in my head if a, per- if a person of age does not drink i feel like it's the reason why like, are you scared of what my, you do my when first you get My first thought, well, I actually, I have a cousin who don't drink, um, and, you know, we were talking about it, and I was just like, you know, why don't you drink? And she was just like, you know, we have so many people in our family that are alcoholics, you know, this person's an alcoholic, this person can't even get out of bed without, you know, some gin in her cup, this person is this and this person is that, and, you know, this person can die from it, you know. And, I mean, I'd be like, damn, like, you know, she's right, you know, and I think that's extra deep. Like, that's a, it's a choice, but it's also something, and she used to be a party girl, you know, and all of this stuff and all of that. And, you know what I'm saying, it was just like, she just had to put a halt on everything because she just seen how it was affecting so many people in our family, you know. And to be honest, you know what I'm saying, I, I used to drink, you know, every day as well. But I wasn't drinking, like, beer or anything. You know, I had my cup of vodka and my lemon. Y'all know. Y'all know. Y'all if y'all listen to the show. Y'all hear me. I, I got my vodka and my fucking lemon juice, and I'm faded. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And um, obviously, once I got pregnant, I couldn't drink anymore. But I wasn't, I'm not a big wine drinker. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, once again, you say that you think that the generation is drinking younger. I don't really know about that. I know, like, people, like, even my father, like, I feel like a lot of the things he used to drink was just, my dad was just a, a big beer drinker. He would just drink the, the nasty old people beer that cost, like, $2 at a store. And, you know, that shit mm-hmm. killed him. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, and I never seen my dad drunk. And that's the scary part about it. Never in my life have I ever seen my dad drunk, and he died from cirrhosis of the liver. You know? So what does that tell you? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, it's yeah. real deep. I definitely think more research needs to be done on what types of drinks these people are having that has, you know, killed them. And then I think that we should go from there with more uh, discussion. But other than that, be careful out there to all you alcoholics. I'm just kidding. I'm just jealous. No, 
All right, y'all. Next topic. According to the vibe.com, since when is using a coupon a crime? Apparently, for an ex CVS pharmacy <laughs> employee, Maury Madsen, it is. Madsen was recently caught on video calling the police on Camilla Hudson, a black woman from Chicago, for allegedly attempting to use a fraudulent coupon from a manufacturer at the register, uh, USA Today reports. Um, Hudson shot the video herself as Madsen is seen trembling while speaking to a 911 <laughs> operator. In efforts to clarify as to why Madsen was uncontrollably shaking at the scene, Hudson wrote a few words on her Facebook page about the incident. I probably should have posted this earlier. Maury Madsen was not shaking and not having tremors of any kind when he first started assisting me at the self-checkout mm-hmm. register in the store, mm-hmm. she wrote. He also did not have any tremors when we moved over to a regular register for him to assist me with the sale. He had no tremors when he initially... <laughs> um, well, I'm sorry. When he initially warned me of calling the police, um, the tremors began when he called the police for what he said was the second <laughs> time, which is a 911 call I videotaped. Um, some, why do I keep losing myself? Some have suggested that he's acting about that. I have no idea. She continued, but he was most definitely tremor free for most of the time I was in the store and did not start shaking until that phone call. I hope that provides some clarification. Um, the incident reportedly happened Friday night on July the 13th, and by Monday, CBS had announced that they fired Matson and another colleague for discriminating against Hudson. We have completed our investigation, and as a result, the two colleagues who were involved are no longer employed by CBS Health. The company stated on Twitter, CBS, CBS Health uh, does not tolerate any practices that discriminate against any customer, and we are committed to maintaining a welcome and diverse um, please don't kill me. Welcome <laughs> <Both laughs> in environment in our stores. Um, unsurprisingly enough, Matson was a state delegate for Donald Trump's 2000, 2016 mm-hmm. presidential campaign. Additionally, and this is according to the Bruce, he is listed as president for the Illinois uh, chapter of the Law Cabin Republicans, which are a group of um, a group who support LGBTQ conservatives. All in all. Um, we're glad justice was served for Miss Hudson. Did you see the video? Okay, so real quick, was the coupon valid? Um, I don't know. I don't think okay. so. Oh, it wasn't. I mean, I don't think she like made the coupon up. I just think it probably was just expired or some expired. shit. Expired. Okay. Mm-hmm. So yes, I seen the video. Uh, I thought that maybe he started trembling once she started recording him. I thought it was absolutely a joke to see the way he was talking on the phone. And I was like, if he don't get his faking ass up out of here, I thought that was the funniest shit ever, trembling like a little fool. What are you doing, sir? Like, why are you acting like you're scared of a woman who's sitting up here recording you? Because you up there playing games. And I'm not surprised that, you know, he was a, a Donald Trump supporter. Um, but that's why his grown ass. CBS work ass ain't got no job no more. That's what you get for being stupid, pretending and trying to phone. Who was you scared of? Like, what was he doing? <laughs> that, that made me. That made me so. I was like, why is he acting like this? Like, what are you afraid of right they, now? That, that, that's just the case of a motherfucking board taking his job too seriously, mm-hmm. and, and his underlying <laughs> issues and his prejudices. 
uh, prejudices, he feels like he's going to be able to, you know, he has the final say so. And well, now you he's know, on the unemployment was, line. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I was listening to Funky Dineva and um, T.S. Madison when they were talking about it on uh, the Queen Supreme Court, which was a great episode. I stopped watching Sidebar. I stopped watching uh, the Queen Supreme Court because I felt like it was getting boring. Um, but I think Funky Dineva would be a good addition to the show. Um, but anyways, like they were saying, I, I think it's just like this whole phenomena of, you know, um, white people calling police on black people in hopes of seeing a black person get arrested or shot or some shit like about mm. the smallest things. And I'm glad that, you know, them showing this, you know, companies are separating themselves from them. Like um, the, the girl who did the barbecue, she got fired from her job. The girl who uh permit Patty, they were calling her. She got fired from mm-hmm. her job. And now mm-hmm. these two CBS employees, like, I feel like that's lit. You want to take somebody's livelihood away there. You know what I'm saying? People need to do the same shit for you for being so ignorant and not minding your fucking right. Like, you wasting our tax dollars. You trying to call the police so they can come out just to look at a motherfucking coupon? Like why? Why are you wasting time? You know what I'm saying? Like you, this is so stupid, and it makes no sense. You're right. And, you know, it's funny is I remember, like, when I used to work, like, at Target or whatever, I didn't give a fuck if them coupons would expire. <laughs> I would accept all them bitches. Like, they don't got shit to do with me. Like, oh, my God. Me and my uh, dollar over minimum wage making ass. And, and this, <laughs> I wish I would be that pressed about telling somebody you know about a fucking coupon. Like, what has your life come to? You all don't right. own this shit? Exactly. Exactly. That's funny. All right, y'all. With that being said, we're going to move on to our last topic of the evening. (laughs) Okay, guys. So, according to CBS News, Wendy Williams is known for her candor, and now the daytime talk show host is talking openly about her battle with cocaine addiction. Now, Wendy, who recently revealed that she has Graves' disease, talked to E.T. about how she managed to overcome her addiction. started abusing cocaine when she was working in radio without specifying the time period. Williams said her colleagues knew about her problems. She said, I was a functioning addict, though. She also mentioned, I would report to work on time, and i walk in, and all my coworkers, including my bosses, would know. But since I, was, since I would have my headphones on, and walk in the studio, and they wouldn't fire me because I was making ratings. Now, she also mentioned that she was a highly organized, that she would be highly organized in order to balance work with her wild lifestyle. She said a functioning addict has several alarm clocks. You're organized, she said. It's a miracle I was able to stop. The host is using her story to help others battle subsequent or substance abuse problems, She's teaming up with the Hunter Foundation, a nonprofit she founded with her husband and son to launch the Be Here national campaign designed to combat drug addiction and substance abuse in communities. I think that's good that she's doing that. But, I mean, she still looks like she do cocaine. I mean, That's what I thought. I thought she saying. was going to come out and say, like, she's still using it now. But, I mean, if she's doing this I think she did it on that most... one episode. Remember that one episode where she, like, started shaking yeah, and she was doing some weird shit? 
I think she was I mean, she's going that. She's going that deep into it to start a whole foundation to help with cocaine addiction. I can't see her being an addict trying to promote that. Um, <laughs> I'm not saying but she yeah, I mean, I, I, on that one episode when she when she fainted or whatever the hell happened. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I agree. Like, I definitely thought that she was still using. Like, um, I remember. <laughs> This was several years ago when Judge Mathis had like cussed her out and was saying like he could tell she's still high, like she know he knows addicts when he sees them and stuff like that. Um, Damn. And it was just like what are you saying? Like it makes like it makes a lot of sense. What you say? I just laugh, Judge Mathis. I know an addict when I see one. Like you country ass man. (laughs) (laughs) But um. I mean, yeah, but good for her trying to shine a light for on it because, um, I mean, cocaine addiction is real, and like she said, I feel like a lot of times these people lie spiral out of control completely before they quit. Like Scott Storch just came forward and, and is talking about, you know, his battle with um, cocaine and how he lost a hundred million dollars. You know what I'm saying? Party in his ways, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And oh, he was wow. in at one point, and now he's like, you know. Trying to make it oh, one day at a time. A hundred million dollars. So, um, yeah, for her to be able to break free of that demon is a blessing. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. And I feel like when people, they come out and they start telling people about things that, you know, happened in the past or, you know, they, they're admitting it. They're, they're coming. They're being true to themselves. You know, they're like, okay, look, this is how I used to be. This isn't what I am anymore. And then she probably also wanted to stop because her son was addicted to K2 at, what, like 14? You know wow. So she probably was like, um, you know, I wanted to – She well, she didn't say uh, she didn't say this is the reason why she stopped, but I seen an article where she came out and she said that her son was addicted to K2 at that age. And I'm thinking, God damn, 14 years old, what the hell is you doing? You right. know, Fucking even, with that psycho you know, ass week. Right, like you trying to kill yourself, young man, young man. You know, and then obviously you have to start earlier than fourteen if to be addicted. In my opinion, I feel like you know. So she probably wants to stop for him, wake herself up, and get her shit together. You know, before she die and she lose her damn son, because those are serious. You know, that's that's some serious stuff right there. But anyways, that's all I have to say, Jen. Is there anything else that you have to say? Oh, and I also think it's really positive that she's. Um, you know, working with this foundation and she's trying to, you know, help people out who do have these issues. And a lot of people, they do need that support out there and they don't know who to talk to. So this would be a, a nice first step, you know, with her talking about how I she agree. was able to overcome. So, yeah. All right, guys, we're going to go ahead and go into our confession session question of the day. Okay, y'all. At what point do you think you should step in a domestic dispute with two spouses or with a spouse? And I just want to say, Jean, to make this question just a little bit, you know, more difficult, a spouse that you don't know well and that is a neighbor to you. Well, I mean, I've never been in a situation with neighbors, but definitely I remember one time. That's why I'm asking you. I know, but I'm saying, like, specifically one time I was at Mayfair, and I saw this couple, like, um, when I used to work at Macy's back in the day, um, and they were about to fight, like, outside of the mall. Yeah. 
And I was just like, y'all, please don't do that here. Please. Really? Like, <laughs> like that's what I said. Like, because I wasn't trying to jump into it. But, like, it had, I was ignoring it. But then it just got, like, he was pushing her. They just cursed each other out. <laughs> and then, like, once I said that, they just, they kind of stopped. And, like, um, like got in the car. Know. Like, and I think they got in the car together and left. But, yeah. But, I mean, I would say something. Okay. I would want to. But I definitely, I feel like if it... I'm not going to allow men to hit a woman, you know, in my space. Um, okay. But, but, yeah, what about you? So, okay, so what do, what do you mean you're not going to allow a man to hit a woman? Like, what is that? I would jump in. If I if I seen a man trying to, like, like he's about to put hands on his woman, I would jump in, no matter if I knew them or not. Really? Yeah. Oh, man, that's dangerous. That's a dangerous situation. You bring I know. <laughs> I know. I just hope okay. I'm never put in that kind of situation but knowing me so i would jump what, in what is your space though what is your space like what if, what if you like because i know oh, like God. you have your own house right now but like what if you live like you know like within earshot of somebody and you like well i mean if, if, if it's behind closed doors like i probably just would call the police or like you know what i'm saying the hoa you know well I, what what do apartments do like the apartment manager or something saying i hear loud noises um, but I wouldn't go bang. I wouldn't go banging on the door. <laughs> what the fuck is y'all doing up in there? <laughs> right, <laughs> being real ugly. Okay, so something happened a few weeks ago, um, and pretty much my neighbor um, was beating on his wife and choking her the fuck out, and like uh-huh. she was like, yes, and she was like, um, you know, like unable to breathe, like, you could hear her coughing and screaming and all of that shit. And, like, y'all, nothing happened. Like, we didn't do anything. And because, like, we're the only neighbor, I feel like, like, and they, like, a different race, and I didn't want them, like, to come over and, like, kill us. Like, you didn't know. We know that was you, you know, and, like, and just, like, murder, like, my family. And I feel like I've heard it before, maybe. Like, so maybe she's just used to it. You know what I'm saying? But, like, I don't know. Like, I don't, it's like, at what point do you step in and just be like, okay, I'm about to call the cops? Like, and I, I didn't really, I didn't hear everything. Like, my husband heard most of it. And it was like early in the morning. And I asked him, like, well, did you call the cops? And he was like, no. <laughs> I was like, why not? <laughs> you know, and he was like, good. I mean, I it's a sticky situation. Like, I mean, honestly, I don't. I don't know how, how I would react, but definitely if it was in my face, I would say something. Like if it was like if I saw them fighting, like I would say something. Okay, but if it's like this husband and he's just you know you just hear choking and you know people screaming and fighting and all of that, you just be like, okay, well, that's what they do. You know what I'm saying? And just leave it alone. No, I mean I probably <laughs> I probably would leave it alone, but you know, I mean I would think about it though. But more than likely, I, I probably would ignore it. I would ignore it. <laughs> so you would be a, a part of the bystander effect, like oh, I would be just. Kidding. I would be just like how y'all were. Okay. <laughs> Listen, I, I wanted to call. I wanted to. I was sleep. I was sleep. I just heard like you know like uh, if you have like an iPhone, like you know like how your iPhone makes like if you touch it or whatever like that, like how it start like it a blink or something like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I live in no. a townhouse, so 
So, like, you know, my iPhone was like, my my, my Apple Watch was actually like going on and off, like you could see it, because like it was so much banging and stuff. I'm like, what in the hell is all that noise at fucking 12.30 in the morning on a work night? You know what I'm saying? And uh, But the next day, you know, we listened out to make sure she wasn't dead. And, you know, she was over there yelling at the kids. So I was like, well, okay. Mm. You know, I guess, girl, you want to yell at the kids? I ain't here yelling at your husband like that last night. But uh, anyway. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Don't cuss them. I'll cuss that nigga out. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. But all right, y'all. That's that's uh that's pretty much it for the evening, Jun. We're gonna go ahead and see what you have to confess your love for this evening. Well, Jun, what is your love confession? I'm confessing my love for the one and only pose, um, by creator yes. Ryan Murphy. I talked about them. I've been talking about them completely, you know, every week since I've started watching the show, but the season finale is tonight, so I'm super excited for that. Um, but yeah, what are you confessing your love for, Miss Angel Vandrina? Um, I'm confessing my love for all my friends and family. They really showed up and helped out and just, you know, really showed me how much they appreciate and love me. And, you know, when it came to the baby shower and all of that stuff, and even Jun with his anonymous dramatic ass gift that he sent me, I thought that was awesome. Yes. <laughs> so I just want to say thank you to everybody that's listening online that has, you know, just looked out and helped out. And, yes, definitely when everybody else had more babies or have babies, you know, it's going to be a wrap for y'all. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be a wrap. So uh, I'm excited, and I'm looking forward to putting the everything together and putting the, the stuff in the baby's closet and you know, it's just crazy. From here, Jen, I just got two more weeks of confession session with your ass, and I'm gonna have to take off for some time. So it's just no. Crazy. I understand, honey. I understand. <laughs> do what you need to do. I'll just be here being ugly. You know, I'm waiting on your on your great return. <laughs> my great return. Yeah, whatever. Not <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Well, that was our show for the evening. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to our show. You can expect to hear us next Sunday, July 29th, at the same time, 6.30 Central, 7.30 Eastern. And we want to hear from you. So don't forget to like, comment, rate, and subscribe. Tag us in the drama. And send us your confessions at confessions, the number two, us at gmail.com. This is your host, Angel Vandrina. And I'm your host, John Othello. And you are listening to the one and the only confession session. Good night, John Othello, Mosby Chan. Not the full government. Since Buffalo Wild Wings is always open late, here are a few things you'll enjoy. Buzzer beaters, wings in 21 signature sauces and seasonings, and great deals on food and beer. Grab select domestic draft beers starting at $4. $4 shareables like street tacos, fried pickles, chili queso dip, mozzarella sticks, and roasted garlic mushrooms, and deals on select liquor and house cocktails. Phew, that's a mouthful. Catch all of the late night action. Buffalo Wild Wings, wings, beer, sports. Offers and participation vary. Please drink responsibly. Void where prohibited. 
It's the two megastars summer mashup. The awesome iPhone on the Rockstar Metro PCS Network. Get the iPhone you've always wanted for zero dollars so you can jam without limits. It's a hit. Get an iPhone SE on us when you switch. Metro PCS. Coverage not available in some areas, plus sales tax and $10 activation fee. Requires port and number not currently active on T-Mobile Network or on Metro PCS in past 90 days to an unlimited LTE plan. See store for details and terms and conditions.